Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrians in mind for on-the-go training, chat, and learning. My goal as a trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. All my links will always be in the show notes. So let's get to it. Okay, so today I wanted to talk about uh, loading horses and trailers. That seems to be a very common issue among tons of different uh, just equestrians in the world. Whether you are in the English world, Western world, whether you are a professional or... Uh, well, most professionals don't really have trailering issues, but they've had before in their lives. But, you know, um, they are called to solve these, these trailering issues. Um, I have met a couple professionals who have um, actually come across horses that they have been put into training who have had huge issues with the trailer. They were able to, in the end, get the horse to load, but they still had horrible issues. But here's the thing. Um, trailer loading has been something that I really have gotten to, uh, I don't want to say master, but have come to better understand in the last few years. So most of you already know that last year I spent all year, uh, really getting to know positive reinforcement and kind of looking into behavior and things like that. So while I am continuing that research, I'm hoping to someday become a certified uh, equine behaviorist. Uh, and not only that, but I've been really looking into the neurology of equines as well. So these last couple of years, I have really, 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 really <laughs> been looking into uh, learning more and researching on my own. And uh, something that I, you know, it just makes sense. But people make it so hard on themselves to really teach a horse how to load in the trailer but it just makes sense to me everything that I've learned on how super easy it can really be so it's no secret that one of your go-to tricks when you have a horse that won't load in a trailer is uh, feed the horse in the trailer let him eat in the trailer every time that he uh, every time you feed him a meal you put him in the trailer whether you are parking the trailer in the pasture you're leaving the door open 24 7 so he is able to go in and out um you feed him in that trailer that is the biggest advice i've heard throughout my life is to do that we'll talk about the reasons of why this advice doesn't really work um but you also have your tips and tricks about using a rope to put it around their butt and shove them in the trailer that obviously doesn't work for obvious reasons. That is just terrifying the shit out of the horse. Um, but then you also have, uh, you know, remove the ramp or buy a ramp for your trailer or uh, open up all the doors so there's more lights. There are tons of tips and tricks when it comes to loading horses in the trailer. And growing up, when I first started training horses, everyone knows I started using Clinton Anderson's method, the down under horsemanship. I, while I do not use a lot of his method anymore, um, I think uh, his method is flawed um, for the uh, mental stability of the horse. 
does what he use uses works yeah to a certain extent but we're also not asking and looking at the mental stability of the horse and not only that but he is known for his one method working for every single horse and scientifically that is just not correct um but you know tons of people love him he's very showy he's a showman he you know you can't fault him for putting on amazing graphics but still whether he achieves it or not is not the um journey of success it's how you get there and the mentalness of the horse when you teach them something if they have you know what's the word i'm looking for are they still mentally intact <laughs> Um, like I've mentioned before in previous episodes, I have met a couple of the horses who have come off his property that has been trained by him that people have bought. And while they seem to be pretty happy and the horses perform beautifully, they all just seem like robots. They um, remind me of learned helplessness and they just seem like all they're supposed to do in life is perform and they're not to ask any questions. And so, yeah, they just sound like they look and act like slaves. Um, now I don't want my horse to act like that, but if you love his method and you think it works and you want your horse to act like that, you do you, but here's the thing. So his method is, and his method is not the only one like this. I am just saying Clinton Anderson, cause that is the method I started out when I first started training horses. And, um, his method is to move the feet away from the trailer and then rest at the trailer. So this is to help the horse learn that resting at the trailer is um, a place that they want to be because they get to rest, they get to stop. However, this method is pretty flawed um, for many different reasons. Uh, just because a horse is resting at the trailer does not mean he finds it as a positive situation. That does not mean that he is wanting to be there. Just because you work his ass off and then he goes and stands at the trailer, he eventually realizes that that trailer is his only safety. If he does not load in that trailer, then he is going to get his ass worked off and he is going to be dragging his head for days. That is not the type of training that I really want to use when I'm training horses, especially when with the trailer, because this can still... Whether your horse may load into it, it can also turn around and bite you in the ass and cause this horse to have trauma with the trailer. And then if you were to sell that horse or get rid of the horse for some reason um, or whatever, then someone else is liable to actually have issues with the trailer in the end. So what you're pretty much acknowledging and telling the horse is I know you don't want to go in here but your ass is going to get worked off unless you do go in here when there's multiple other better ways to do this now we have the positive reinforcement situation type thing where everybody comes to, co to the conclusion to feed your horse inside the trailer if they're eating there they're going to want to be in there correct yeah to a certain extent the only thing is this method skips so many different steps into getting into the trailer you immediately feed your horse in the trailer and ask them to get into the trailer instead of going through all the steps to show them that they can get in the trailer, that it's not a bad place, um, they're not going to get their ass worked off because they don't want to go in, you know, 
horses are naturally scared they're claustrophobic they don't see very well if the trailer is dark you know it is a big box that is a death box to them so we are pretty much putting out every scenario that the horse is trying to tell us he does not want to go in well have you ever stopped to think why the horse doesn't want to go in yeah summer i have you know i know that this is a death box the horse doesn't want to go in it because it's super scary but he needs to go in it okay well why don't we instead of trying to force him in the trailer and try to get him to learn that just as soon as you get in it's okay right no why don't we take a step back and realize well why don't i teach my horse that the trailer isn't scary you know why don't we work on these things let your horse sniff the trailer let your horse walk up to the trailer a lot of people like to put their trailers inside the pasture and leave the door open so the horse can get in and out at any time but i guarantee you majority of horses do not go in on their own unless there is a reason for them to go in so if there's food left in there there's hay left in there eventually yes they are gonna they are going to realize that there is something in there they're going to investigate and they're going to want more of it so they will eventually get in there but at the same time if there is no reinforcement in there there is no um, food in there or no reason for that horse to get into that trailer that horse is not going to go in there that is a death box that is something that they are not going to go in unless they have figured out that this trailer is not scary it's not going to eat them nobody's going to kill them and sometimes even realize that it's not going to take them anywhere because believe it or not horses actually can get in the trailer they're okay with the trailer and then when we start hauling them places most of the time when you start hauling them places people don't just haul them down the road and back that would be ideal where we want to start out at right i mean only for a short trip but no most people as soon as that horse is in the trailer they're going to haul off to somewhere that is a, a few miles away you know that's probably 10 20 miles away instead of slowly building up that this death box that is now moving creating sounds there's cars that are making noises there's semis that are coming at the trailer you know all these sounds that we want to slowly introduce all of a sudden this horse is stuck in this death trap that is on a 20 mile ride and they're not allowed to get out they're only there left with their thoughts freaking out so why don't we take this back and take it step by step we know horses don't we know why horses don't want to get in the trailer that's obvious right most people can tell you that but yet what we don't realize is taking the steps to prepare the horse before even introducing the horse trailer. What do you mean to prepare the horse before even introducing it? The horse has got to learn that it's not a death trap, right? Well, in order for a horse to be willing to investigate the trailer, they have to A, not be afraid of it, and B, trust you. Nine times out of ten of all the colts that I have trained, um, I have trained them in a way to be confident in what I am asking them to do. So majority of the time, in the first two to three sessions of introducing the horse trailer, they immediately walk in, no big deal, no issues. Why? Because they have full confidence in me, they trust me, they know I'm not putting them in a situation that they need to be fearful of. 
A lot of people do not do that. This method of moving your feet, working your ass off, and then rest at the trailer is not creating trust in the horse. That is only creating fear in you and that this crazy animal that is in control of me is going to eventually kill me. They're going to put me in this death box and I'm going to die. So while you're fighting this horse, they're still not wanting to go in, and then all of a sudden they're tired as shit, their learned helplessness kicks in, and then they're like, okay, well, I guess I'm prepared to die. You know, that's a bit extreme. I apologize for that. But that's literally how I feel when I see horses that react this way. Yeah, you've worked their ass off. They're dying for for fresh air. They're dying for oxygen. And so their head is dragging the ground. And then, yeah, they're going to walk in. Why? Because they're tired of fighting. They're tired of trying to tell you what's going on. So, uh, the first step into uh, what I do to uh, fix trailering issues. One, I like to create uh, an environment for my horse that allows them to tell me what is wrong. So if I'm working a horse and he starts acting odd, he's biting, he's kicking, he's rearing, he's uh, twirling his head, swishing his tail, his ears are pinned back, he looks tense, any and all of these things. Most of these things don't actually happen, but they can happen if you are missing the small signals. So if this horse is tense and he's uh, wide-eyed, his head is up, you know, all these things around the trailer. When I see these things, I ask the horse to stop what he's doing. I let him rest. I let him recoup. I let him de-stress. When you acknowledge that and you allow a horse to de-stress... All you have to do is let him stand there. Let him lick his lips, put his head down, let him cope for a second. When you allow a horse to do this, you then are teaching him and letting him know that, hey, I see you're having issues. Let me just calm you down for a moment. Let let you just take a step back, and then let's come back to this in just a minute. That allows you to understand, A, what is bothering the horse, and B, It teaches the horse that he can trust you. That if he gets in a situation to where he is scared, he is fearful, that he feels there's something wrong, then you are a willing enough partner to let him calm down before pressuring him into doing anything else. This creates that trustful um, situation in your partner to where that horse now trusts you in an instance of, okay, well, I trust my owner They're not going to ask me to get into this death trap if they know that it's going to hurt me. So that we start doing these things. We start acknowledging what the horse is telling us. And then we kind of go from there. We start introducing small things. We start desensitizing in my, what I call my three-step method. So we've talked about desensitizing before. I don't remember what episode that was, but... Um, You desensitize in a slower rate, introducing things at a slower rate, and letting them investigate these things instead of flooding them. So if you want more elaboration on that, uh, you'll have to go find that desensitizing um, episode, or I'll probably update one here later on in the future. But um, desensitizing in a way that is not going to flood the horse. So once we do that with small things, we can then do this with the horse trailer. By desensitizing with the horse trailer, no one almost ever starts off by letting them look at the horse trailer. Don't even open the door. Don't open nothing. Let the trailer sit there and let that horse 
look at it. Let them walk around it. Let them sniff it. Let them investigate it. And then when they seem all fine and dandy with that, open up the tack room door. Let them see in it. Maybe feed them a little treat on the tack room floor and let them stick their head in and bite that treat. Okay, great. They're fine with that. I like to do the tack room first because one, it is a smaller door and two, well, in some trailers it is a smaller door, but two, it allows them to know that that is a door that does open and close. I've seen so many horses that load in the trailer that might not be comfortable loading, but they load in a horse trailer. But then when they're coming out, their owner has not desensitized them to the fact that the tack room door that is right next to where this horse is always tied does open and close. That owner walks right up to the side of that horse, opens that tack room door, and that horse is like, oh my God, it is trying to eat me. I know this because I have done it with my horses. You know, it's something that people just don't think about. And you know what? That's okay. That's mistakes we make. That's mistakes we learn from. I like to open the tack room door, let them look inside of it, let them eat a little treat out of it if they would like it, stuff like that. Now, when it comes to uh, the big door, getting inside the trailer, whether you have a straight load, a... uh, a straight load, a slant load, whatever. Um, you open up that door and then you let the horse walk around, look in it, step on it if they want to, things like that. You are not asking the horse to do anything. You are letting the horse decide what he wants to do. The biggest mistake I hear a lot of the time is when owners then in return start trying to force their horse into a situation and then that in itself scares the horse and does not want to go into this situation. So after you've done pretty much your all your desensitizing as far as outside the trailer you haven't even asked them to walk inside the trailer um, you have built their confidence through all that desensitizing then Typically, some of them will walk right in, or some of them may show an interest and try to walk in. Um, every now and then, you know, there's one or two that they just don't—they uh, just don't want any part of it. And at that point, if at any time a horse decides, "I don't want to do this," you've got to ask yourself why. So. I've been reading a book called Horse Brain, Human Brain, and it talks about the neurology of human and horses in comparison and how the horses learn and how we learn and the differences. So ultimately, it's just to kind of help us understand how horses learn and think. Um, So that way we can uh, kind of tailor our training methods to help work with the horse instead of against the horse. Now, what I've learned in this instance of reading this book, uh, I'm only on like chapter three, but so horses, obviously we know horses cannot see very well. They do not rely on their sight very well to uh, be, to survive. So they rely more on hearing and smell. And so their sight is not that good. So if your horse is all high-headed and, you know, he's kind of looking around, he has to work with his sight a little bit 
how do I want to put this? Um, so his sight is not very good. So he is going to try to get a better view of his situation. But when we as trainers, which I've seen from time to time again, that when a horse goes to raise his head or he goes to look around, we're always pulling his face forward. Horses cannot see underneath them or directly in front of them. So that trailer that he is, we think that he is looking into, he cannot see majority of it. So when a horse at any time decides, I don't want to do this, we have to really step back and think, what part of it is he not wanting? Will he walk up to it without you asking him to get in? Will he just look at it? Will he sniff it? Is he interested? If he won't walk up to it, well, maybe he's not comfortable with the trailer being even in his sight. So you got to look at it from a distance. Let him be interested in it from a distance. Don't push him to do anything that he's not comfortable doing because that only makes the situation worse worse so i've had a couple episodes now talking about our threshold so humans have thresholds mammals have thresholds and uh all almost all animals have thresholds uh uh like everybody has a threshold it doesn't matter if it has a heart and it's beating it's got a threshold so um, we talked about pushing horses over their threshold and pushing them into learned helplessness. So the situation is still the same. Uh, if you are meeting that horse's threshold inch by inch, step by step, they're gonna tell you, but at what point does pushing them over that threshold is that when you say, okay, we've had enough. So if a horse, instead of pushing a horse over their threshold and throwing them into a trailer, uh, like we like to try to do, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I'm losing my train of thought because I'm having a hard time breathing. Um, why not try to work with the horse? So letting him figure it out by, at a distance, letting him kind of walk all the way around it, letting him take his own time to be comfortable with going with getting in it 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 may take a couple minutes it may take a couple hours it may take a couple days it even if it takes a few days or even about a week or even sometimes a couple weeks depending on the traumatic events that the horses had previous to your to your events so even if it's taking all that time and you need to step back and start doing the work you can do other things to help build that horse's confidence other than trying to make him get into the trailer every single day so building that confidence desensitizing to anything and everything walking around that horse trailer maybe every day if even if you're just leading him around so just lead him around in a big circle one day if he does great make the circle a little bit tighter great and then we're going to step back into everything that we talked about, opening up the tack room door, letting him sniff and eat out of it, opening up the, the big door of the back of the trailer, letting him sniff and eat out of it. Uh, you do not have to immediately throw food into the horse trailer all the way to the front. You can move that food a little bit forward each time, each day that you're working with that horse. 
So instead of opening the horse trailer, throwing food in it, and trying to make the horse get in the trailer to go eat the food, why don't we take baby steps? Horses do so much better with baby steps, and not only does that help build their confidence with the trailer, but it helps prevent any traumatic uh, any traumatic issues, and if, say the horse has had traumatic issues, so I've had a client horse who had, um, horrible trauma experiences with loading in the trailer. Within about a month, this horse loaded in and out of the trailer by herself without me touching her with nothing on her, no halter, nothing. And all I did was desensitize in ways to build her confidence. I uh would walk her around the horse trailer let her see it sniff it all those things i would open up the door and let her see and look and then instead of putting a halter on now i did have a safe place to do this so i'm not suggesting this you can put a halter on your horse if you're needing to do this in a different situation but here's my thought process and how i did this with this specific horse she did not want to go into the horse trailer at the, very, at the very beginning. She was traumatized by loading in trailers. She was whipped. Um, she was used with that method of <clears throat> move your feet and rest in the trailer, move your feet and then rest in the trailer. Um, so she was, she was used with that method. She was beaten and whipped to get into the trailer. So she does not like the trailer. But by doing the desensitizing, building her confidence, she was more willing to accept that the trailer was there. And when I opened the trailer door, she was more willing to walk straight up to it. She didn't step in it, but she walked up to it. And she would put her nose in and look around and sniff it and just kind of hang out there. So by building that confidence, built that curiosity, and then we were able to work off of that. So from that point on, I used positive reinforcement, took treats, and uh, anytime I would just walk up to the trailer. And if she came with me, I gave her a treat. I click and treat. So I just continued to do that until we walked all the way up to the edge of the trailer together. I click and treat. So at that point, we would walk all the way up to the trailer I would step in and if she would try I'd click and treat so you are wanting to reward any kind of try so if she walks up to the trailer click and treat that's a try that's a start so you want to you want to make it notice note noted to that horse that any attempt to go closer to the trailer or in the trailer is a reward it's click and treat so even if the horse walks up to the trailer you click and treat and say she walks away by herself okay she said no she'll come back so I walk away and I stand there she comes and meets me again so I walk up to the trailer she walks up with me click and treat you know and eventually I'm gonna step in the trailer she's gonna stand there I'm gonna click and treat for her staying there and then maybe she walks away okay not a big deal she said no she wasn't ready for it we ain't gotta freak out we ain't gotta start pulling on their head making them work she just said no she's gonna come right back I walk back out to her, I stand there, she comes with me, I walk up to the trailer, and as we're building steps, we don't have to click and treat the small steps anymore. Not always, anyway. I do every now and then to show that I am acknowledging her effort, but at the point of we walk up to the trailer with ease, I don't have to click and treat every single time. 
So then we're getting to where maybe she tries to put her foot in the trailer. Okay, click and treat. She may have slapped it and then put her foot back on the ground, but that's okay. It was an attempt. So she may do that a few times. But every time that foot hits that trailer, you click and treat. And then we work on duration. Then we work on, okay, you click and treat, and then she puts that foot there. Okay, well, she holds it there, click and treat again. So the longer she's holding it, you click and treat. So we are trying to work with baby steps and encouraging her to step into that trailer. I did all this with not even attached to her. I didn't use a halter or a lead rope or nothing. And now she will walk straight into the trailer by herself. She will unload by herself. No problem. We have to really pay attention to what the horse is telling us and stop freaking out and being offended when our horses say they're uncomfortable with something. Every time someone says something about a horse doing something wrong or how they feel is wrong, at some point they say, well, she's being stubborn or she just doesn't want to do this or she doesn't want to do this, she doesn't want to do that or she's, uh, she's just doing this in spite of me or whatever. Horses don't do that. Your horse, all your horse is telling you is that I'm uncomfortable, I'm leaving this situation. That is all they are doing. The best thing I've ever done when training with horses is taking them off the lead rope and letting them tell me what they want. If I'm trying to work uh, Jake at Liberty and we're doing target work and all of a sudden he leaves me, which is very rare, but all of a sudden he leaves me, then he just told me, okay, I, I don't want to be in this situation right now. Okay, well then instead of freaking out and trying to put a halter on him and keeping him right next to my hip, and being offended that my horse walked away from me, then I asked myself, well, why did he leave? Why doesn't he want to be with me? Now, typically, if Jake walks away, it's because there's food somewhere else that he might like better. But, you know, we just ask ourselves why. Why did he walk away? And then you figure out that answer. You try things. So it's trial and error. You try to get him to come back to you. And... Event, he either will or he won't. So you got to take the feedback your horse is giving you. If your horse doesn't want to come to you, there's a reason for that. If your horse doesn't want to do something, there's a reason for that. It is our job as handlers to figure out why. What is the why behind the action? So like I said, most of the time, Jake, if he leaves me, it's because there's food somewhere else. So what do I do? Okay, well, I see that he's eating somewhere else. I see that he, he walked away from me. He doesn't want to come back. Well, I take, I take that into consideration. Okay, I try to find another treat uh, to use that is more value that he wants. Or I can even continue with the treat I have, which is basically what I always typically do first, and I reward him more frequently. So... You can build duration with your work as positive reinforcement. You can build that duration so you don't have to treat as much or as often. But sometimes we still have to go back to those basics. Sometimes we still have to treat more frequently to get them to understand what we're doing. So... I hope all of this kind of helps put a little ideas in your head about uh, loading in trailers and stuff. Um, 
I would love to do an actual video of trailer loading, but uh, I don't really have the ability to do that right now. So if anybody is needing help with loading a trailer and needs a little bit of advice, I could try, I tried at one point, someone had reached out and asked about trailer loading and I tried to explain the positive reinforcement. Um, and I tried using that with poles on the ground and using the poles as a uh, reference to loading in a trailer. But uh, I could try to do that again. If somebody really, really needs help and really wants me to help them with doing that, I could do videos like that. So if you would like more clarification, more vi if you would like a video or you have questions, don't hesitate to ask. You can always find me on all my social medias. You know, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. All my links are always in the show notes. So if you have questions, please don't hesitate to ask. I love to help. I know podcasts is only kind of so much that we can do. Um, and I hope I kind of put a pretty good picture in your head about working with the trailer. Something I also really, really recommend is reading Raquel Dreisma's book, uh, Equine Language Signs and Calming Signals. Uh, that helped me the most with realizing what my horse is telling me with his facial expressions, his body, you know, what certain things tell me. So when I see him do those things, I can actually pinpoint what exactly or when he is starting to be uncomfortable. That helped me the most with my positive reinforcement because then I can kind of gauge, do I need to treat less? Do I need to treat more frequently? Is what we're doing okay, not okay? So on and so forth. So uh, that's just something that, you know, I, I kind of hope that we figure those things out. But again, if you have questions or anything, just let me know. I'd be happy to help. But I've been seeing trailer loading issues a lot lately. And I guess it's more so because there are more people who are wanting to, there are more people now out and about. It's getting warmer. It's springtime. We're going to start going to rodeos. We're going to start going to shows, hauling. So um, I guess this issue is kind of popping up more. But I've seen a lot of it, so I figured I'd do a podcast at least to kind of give a little bit of insight or advice, uh, in my opinion. So uh, just wanted to point that out there. But I hope that all kind of makes sense. And hopefully... Uh, hopefully it helps. So let me know if anybody has any questions and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Bye.